Welcome to a new episode, my loves. Okay, this is a very happy Lika you're having today. Because for the first time of the year on this Valentine's Day, the moment I'm recording the episode, I was outside taking and charging up my skin with the sunlight. And it was warm and a beautiful day with the birds. And there is nothing that makes me more happy and fulfilled and excited and feel empowered and like I feel unstoppable in summer it's not summer it's still winter it's not even spring but it's warm it's so warm today it's crazy temperature and the sun is out and the sun on my skin is my favorite thing in the entire world so today I figured I would share about one of my favorite subjects it's valentine's day let's talk about love I don't want to talk about just love and partnership. I want to talk about commitment today. So just to give you a little context, I was not the most committed person ever. I was actually very scared of commitment, especially when I met the love of my life, who I'm currently with. He is my everything. I have the most gorgeous, amazing, expensive, beautiful partnership with him and what I have today is something I wish on everyone it's just such a profound beautiful connection and not just the connection between us but the daily efforts that we put in to stay happy and healthy and so in love and to be fully fulfilled at every single level both of us never experienced such a thing where um, you have full fulfillment in a partnership with your sex, your heart, and your mind. When your values aligned and you see a future with someone, and when you're so excited about your sex life and your sex life is the best and you can explore and be free and heal and your heart your heart is in full expansion and you feel so connected to your soulmate and you're experiencing the greatest love story of all time and I hope that if you are in a partnership that you vibrate with the same kind of energies that you will feel and reflect on how far you've come to get to that place and how grateful you truly are for your relationship and if you're single that's for my single out there. That's for the youngest, youngest version of me. Sorry, I'm a little bit out of breath because I'm excited and many other things. But yes, I hope that this message, if you're single and you're wanting, desiring to manifest love into your life, that's the kind of partnership and excitement you will have. That's exactly what I wanted. This is kind of a mix between my dream as a child, you know, as a little girl dreaming for Prince Charming and like my crazy fantasies about love and romance and partnership and kind of my wise woman after many years of crazy dating experiences and really exploring everything in the spectrum So that's something I want to mention to you today. I feel like sometimes when you are meant to experience the greatest love story of your life, life is going to show you 
everything on that spectrum from really deep heartbreak, pain, um, struggling in your dating life. And when people ask me, like, Lika, you constantly say you were struggling in your dating life, what does it actually mean? Well, life prior to the biggest heartbreak of my life in 2020, I found super comfortable dating. Um, I was mostly myself all the time, kind of. I mean, part of me didn't really know what my true self was and stuff, but I was free. I was happy. I felt seductive. I felt confident. I felt beautiful. And I was just doing me, okay? And sometimes I would bump into some experiences that were not super nice or even you know, long-term partnerships that were not super nice, where we had codependent patterns or even violence, like physical, emotional violence, or, you know, cheating or a lot of painful experiences. But if in the process of dating, in a process of finding someone, I was very comfortable. Then biggest heartbreak, my whole life is scattered in a million of pieces and I'm becoming a whole new me. Literally the biggest death and rebirth of my existence. It's hard to put it into words and is it even something that I want to try to explain? I feel like no one will ever understand the depth of what I went through and how much like everything I knew, all of my belief system, all of myself died in this moment. And how I was reborn, completely, entirely rebirthed into a whole new self. And this is tricky because there is still, you know, my signature as a soul. I'm still kind of the same person I was, but also anything but the person I was. The way I think, the way I feel, the way I behave, what I, how I express myself, how I dress, how I talk, how I like just behave and be in the world is completely entirely different what i think is true is different what i believe about reality is different my values are different my what's important for me are different everything so once that big explosion happened where my soul got split in million of pieces and i had to not just put the pieces back because I didn't really want to go back to before. When I got brokenhearted, I made a list um, about all the things I wanted in a relationship. And I think I called it like this or better or something like that. And it was like my relationship manifesto, like what I really want in a relationship and what I'm not willing to, I'm never going to settle for less. So that's the difference I make between being on the path of true love and manifesting your soulmate and the love of your life and the greatest love story of all time versus finding a partner. Because <laughs> trust me, finding a partner is kind of easy. Nowadays, everyone feels very lonely and everyone is settling in love. This is the place in the world where I see most people settle. A lot of people won't settle in their businesses, they won't settle in their quality of life, they won't settle in even friendships and the quality of their relationship like with friends and people around them, but they will so easily settle in relationship and in love for something that is not quite what they want and what they know deep down in their hearts that they 
not only deserve, but that really excite them. But I followed this journey for myself. And that was a very tough one. So when I say that my dating experiences after that were um, shitty or um, complicated or painful, it's... it's obviously the results through the experience I had, but it was the experience of myself through this. I felt so obsessed with being perfect. And because of everything I've learned about relationship, about manifesting your true, your soulmate, about feminine, masculine polarities, all this knowledge that I've gathered on my healing journey, it kind of became like an obstacle to just being myself. It was so hard to be myself. So usually the process was I would have fun and feel flirty. That's kind of very natural in me. I'm a Libra. I'm just, you know, such a sensual little creature that love people and love to play and love to date and love to, not to date, you know, but to, and I am genuinely super interested in people. So And I'm super open. I used to be, at least. (sighs) I'm catching up my breath. (laughs) This is terrible. Um, So it was easy for me to make the first contact and, you know, to be playful and all of that. It just excites me and it's very innocent and it's very, I don't know. And then, then, you know, the guy would be into me and it would be fine. And then I start developing feelings for the guy. Like, oh my God, I like him. And this is when everything shifted. And it happened time and time and time and time again. So as soon as I started to care or to develop some sort of feelings, I don't mean like, you know, I had, okay, I'm going to tell you an anecdote to show you like, it can be so subtle and so small. I'm not talking about big feelings and being in love, but I was talking about really even just caring. I remember this one time I was walking in the street with my roommate at the time, feeling super good about myself, super good about life. It was a beautiful day in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And I'm with my friend Amandine and we are walking on Fifth Avenue, which is the main avenue in Mexico, in Playa. And I was feeling my best. I had this beautiful outfit that my friend Abby designed. Her brain is called um, Hit Worldwide. It's the most amazing clothes you can have. She does a lot of swimwear and a lot of sets that just make you feel so sexy and you're so comfortable. And I mean, I love this woman and I love her work. So order your piece online because you will feel like a freaking goddess. So I was feeling like a goddess in my uh, goddess set from my friend Abby and feeling beautiful, feeling radiant, feeling happy. Nothing could stop me. And I was having a lot of fun with Amandine. We were laughing so much. It was just a beautiful day. And there's this guy who um, made eye contact with me and we crossed paths. And um, um, he then turned around and he, he came all the way and, you know, crossed paths again with me saying, Hey, I didn't want to scare you, but just wanted to tell you that I find you very beautiful and very attractive. Um, so I just wanted to tell you and you know, what's up? 
and we started talking and stuff and you know I was just very flattered at first I'm like oh that's thank you very thank you very much didn't really care about the guy was having a great day and stuff and we exchanged contacts and he asked me on a date he was like okay we'll go for like a cocktail or something or we'll go to the beach for a sunset or something I don't really remember but I remember how the same night when I came home so then you know we parted our ways I um was with my roommate again we had a beautiful day um I don't remember what activities we've done together but with my roommate we always had a lot of fun so we're just playful we're just having the best day and then we come home and I'm in my head and this is it I'm stuck it, nothing happened I don't really like the guy I don't barely know the guy you know he was just being really nice and I was flattered and stuff and Um, I'm talking to Amandine, I'm talking to my roommate, and I'm brainstorming about what happened. And then he texted me, and I'm still with my friend, and you know those moments, maybe you've experienced it in your life, I've never experienced that any time in my life. Like, I, I realize how lucky I've been most of my life in dating before, because when I heard people complaining about, you know, the <laughs> dating world and how terrible it is I never understood but now I do because I was in my head about it I was like oh my god what do I reply I don't want to sound too into him and oh my god what if he actually likes me and oh my god that's true that he was kind of cute and oh my god and oh my god and oh my god and I started overthinking and it became a whole hell inside of my head so it's hard to describe you know because I never saw the guy again <laughs> spoiler alert Um, because this whole dating experience that I had over and over and over again, it was really me facing myself. It was me facing my own um, insecurities and my own wounding and my own limitations and all the things that needed to be cleared up so that I could find a really good place within myself. So then I could find and, you know, match um, my energy with someone that was truly meant for me and that I would create The most beautiful life with so I remember that night my roommate telling me girl you're kind of crazy just chill like nothing happened just go on a date see what happens but in my head I had all those thoughts and judgments and opinions about you know what I wanted and what I didn't want and how to express my boundaries and how to be more feminine and how to uh, you know be more in my fem in my feminine energy so he can lead me and you know, playing it cool so I don't seem too attached or in all of this, like it became a huge deal. And it was not nice because I couldn't be my authentic self with the guy or any guy from that place. It was just impossible. How do you want to be yourself if you're constantly in your head and you're thinking like, how should ha should I behave so that he likes me? So that I can check also if he's the one because that's kind of what I was doing unconsciously and sometimes very consciously when I met a guy, even if it was all fresh. I was not really curious about them as a person. I was curious like, do they match my list? And I had a list of what I wanted in a guy. I had a list about how I wanted to feel with a guy. I had a list of values that were you know, a non-negotiable for me because I was on that deep quest of manifesting love. 
and I've been thinking about my king, my soulmate, my man, my baby daddy, the husband, all of those terms, the one, the one and only <laughs> for so long that I knew exactly what I wanted. And I'm glad that I, wa- I knew what I wanted and what I didn't want. But then I got caught up in life and that human desire to be liked and to be loved and to spend good time, you know, to have a good time. So, and it, and, and you're kind of like, I had a little bit of that desperate energy of like, I just want to be loved and I don't want to be single forever. And I just want to find the guy. And, but every, like a lot of experiences. So that, you know, even the subtle experience of just getting a number would throw me into that spiral of overthinking and acting different and acting weird. Because when I started to like a guy, I acted completely different. I think that's a story I already told in a podcast, but I remember the pattern. When I started to open myself up to dating again, this pattern came over and over and over again where, you know, I didn't really care about them. As soon as I started to care about them, I acted all weird. And the biggest part was trying to play it cool because I was so scared of being codependent or being seen as someone that is needy, which is crazy. This is crazy to think. And I'm so glad I got stuck in that cycle because I know what it feels like. And it's even hard to put it into words right now because I remember the day I told my current partner, I don't need you. I want you, but I don't need you. And I remember how hurt he felt because he was like, okay, that's cool. Like Miss Independent. Um, but you know, it's actually nice to feel needed and we now have our separate life and, and we're in a very healthy partnership where there is no codependency, but it's so nice and natural. Like I love when he needs me and I, and he loves when I need him, but I tried so hard and that's why I created the whole soft and surrendered program because Yes, it's for being into your feminine energy. Yes, it's to surrender and soften and drop the walls around your heart. But, you know, my journey was about manifesting love. I wanted the craziest, most amazing love. And I wanted to feel the way I wanted to feel forever, which is a very feminine core need and desire to surrender to a man, to be soft and to be feminine with a man because this is the most beautiful thing that happens when you feel safe and you can surrender to his direction and you trust him. So that's what I have now and I'm not saying that just to brag, which, you know, I'm bragging. It's like, it's been hell of a ride to get here and also like credits to the most amazing man I know. I have a picture of us just in front of me right now and I see his beautiful smile and he literally has the most beautiful smile in the world and I'm getting so emotional. Um, And I'm so happy to record this episode on Valentine's Day because it's so special. I want to celebrate my love story. It is the greatest love story of all time. I'm the most in love I've ever been in my life and it has been a hard long thing to even claim it so to say it publicly in a podcast that's kind of brave of me but so liberating 
so welcome to my therapy once more um but you know it's so liberating to say it out loud and to not be scared anymore and the whole topic i wanted to mention today is commitment so I'm trying to come back full circle, but my mind is very scattered and my heart is in full expansion. It's beating faster because I think about my favorite person in the world and what we've co-created together and how grateful I am that I went through those painful experiences so that I get to really savor and enjoy what I have today because I know the opposite side of this spectrum. I know what it feels like to not have that and to be longing for that and to be craving that and to feel so desperate and so sad and so lonely. Also, I just want to mention that that's not the state in which I met my partner. I didn't meet him in a state of neediness and des despair and just being like, oh my God, kind of. Um, I still had some of that energy. But honestly, I felt really good about myself. I really followed the steps of becoming the woman I wanted to become, of having the kind of love I wanted for myself and feeling so at peace with myself, my life, my values, knowing what I want, my boundaries and really stepping into the most authentic expression of me. That's when I met him. Even though I was still having moments in my life where I felt very single, very lonely, and I was crying because I didn't know if he, it, it, you know, if it will happen for me, I was dreaming about that. That was one of my big goal. You know, I had like two main goals, really, maybe three. I would say two. You know, the the one is my business. I just want to be a millionaire doing what I love and provide for my family and have the most luxurious experiences while I'm changing lives and, you know, impacting people with something that I'm so passionate about. Big goal, big dream for my life. The second one was love. It was to experience the greatest love story of all time. Something that is beyond what I've seen in books and movies and that I see all around me. I had this feeling inside of me that I want something better. Because I see so many couples and I don't want what they have. And that's a bit condescending of me. Sorry for that. And not sorry because, hey, who cares? But I wanted something more. I've seen couples and what they had, I didn't want. I wanted the freedom in commitment, which is exactly what I wanted to share today. The power of commitment. Because when I met my current partner, I was still having those little... How do you say that? Those little, it was still tiny uh, residue. Let's call it residue of the strong, independent woman archetype. And, you know, wanting to show that I didn't care as much as I cared. But also, like, it was so subtle. It was so subtle. The I can tell you the story now of, you know... I visualized that for many years, the day I will share in a podcast the story about how we met and how we fell in love, and I think I've never shared it. So instead of just telling you how amazing it is, I'm going to bring you into the journey of how we actually met and how it was, you know, just perfect. And also sharing about those residues and how you can truly manifest your soulmate wherever you are on the path. Because the thing is... 
There are so many people teaching you how to manifest your soulmate. And that's why I don't want to be teaching you that. That's why, you know, I created Soft and Surrendered. And I do want to talk about manifesting your true love because it's so important for me and that's so precious. And I wish that on anybody. And I feel like there is a method. I feel like there is a path, a commitment, a lot of personal growth you can do in order to make that happen. But I also believe in love. Love is greater than anything on this planet. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than our little willpower. So that when you're ready, and it doesn't mean you're going to feel ready, or it means you're going to feel ready for years until it finally happened. But once everything is there, it's meant to be that way, that will happen for you. But you can be so sad and so desperate waiting for this person in your life. That was my case. I was really dreaming and longing and craving for that kind of connection. So how we met. Um, I was in a weird phase in my life when we met because I've been on that three-year exploration about relationships, love, myself, my sexuality, even like you know my personal growth but also my my business growth and my career and who I am as a person and what I wanted out of life and traveling and three years of really exploring what I will not settle for learning how to have boundaries learning how to love myself learning how to make love to myself and liberate my sexual energy and heal my sexuality and and find so much freedom and so much love into just being myself. And on that quest for true love partnership, divine union, the one, the greatest love story of all time. I wanted a love story that just is perfect for me. I was very aware that no partnership is perfect. We still have conflicts. We still have times where... You know, he just feels so irritated in my presence and I feel so irritated in his presence. And sometimes we have struggled communicating and we still bump into stuff. But the way we love each other, the way we committed to each other, the way we're devoted to each other, the way we have fun together, the way we're so curious about each other, the way we're growing together, that's really what I wanted and was dreaming of. It's just an inner feeling also about how I I wanted to be in a relationship. It has nothing to do with him being, you know, the the man of my dreams, which he is. Spoiler alert. He is most of that list, except for the fluff stuff. So again, I was in in a weird space where I was on that quest. And it's, again, so hard for me to put into words because... How do you explain that days in, days out, every single day of your life, there is something that just is bubbling inside of you, some deep personal inner work you're doing regarding relationship, regarding your patterns in relationships, regarding codependency, regarding authentic expression, regarding conflicts, regarding all of those topics that you've suffered in in your previous relationships and this one breakup open yourself up to something completely different now you want to do things differently well it's so hard to explain that devotion and dedication to inner personal work and inner work to that extent when you leave breathe eat and sleep personal development 
you know, work, doing the work, and especially when it's correlated to wanting to heal relationship patterns and wanting then to manifest, to experience, to meet the love of your life. So I was in that state, but in that in that period of time, I also explored everything on the spectrum. I explored, you know, how does it feel to 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 love multiple per- people at the same time, or can, can I, you know, getting super curious about polyamory and 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 thinking that's the way I was meant to love was with a lot of freedom and no commitment whatsoever and being lost in that spiritual community bullshit about relationship it's so bullshit it created so much suffering I've never seen I've never seen you know long term people that are in polyamory open relationships kind of vibe which honestly, most of the time, okay, some people are doing it, quote unquote, the correct way. I don't know if there is a correct way to do relationships anyway, but, and it works for them. But most of the time, it's just a spiritual bypassing of everyone should accept anything and just be open and be cool with it. And I've seen it with myself in the community, in the spiritual community. I've seen it with some of my best friends that have suffered, suffered so much from this that were brokenhearted and they were so gaslit and manipulated and thinking that they should not feel any pain because so what? Like, I'm fucking your best friend and so what? We're so spiritual. We're living beyond this attachment of little human commitments. Like, bullshit. Let me tell you right now, bullshit. And I used to think that, you know, like, so bullshit to myself, you know. I'm, (laughs) But I feel like in order to find what works for you and kind of the middle when I say the middle, it means like in between polarities, in between extremes and very different scenarios. We need to explore the whole thing to know where is our middle. You know, the equilibrium where it feels right for us. And what feels right for me is going to be really different from what feels right to you. But let me tell you, if, I don't know, I don't know. In your heart, if you know that whatever you're dreaming of, is possible like for example like me you're dreaming to have a lot of freedom in love but you're also craving commitment because commitment brings a lot of safety then it's possible girl it's possible okay so when i met my partner i was in that whole spiral of exploration and daily thoughts and not just thoughts but exercises and practices and talking to my friends and processing information and transforming and doing all the inner work and you know buying programs and you know listening to mentors and reading books about all of those topics and in order to explore all of that I had a thought for I think it was less than two weeks but I feel like it lasted two weeks um, I will ask some of my best friends <laughs> to confirm, <laughs> but I was like, okay, so I'm trying to manifest my true love partnership, but it's kind of not working right now. Um, and in order to really know who I am and know that I can be myself in dating, let me try to have like five boyfriends. <laughs> like, girl, I don't even know how to handle one. How on earth am I going to handle five boyfriends? But, you know, it was kind of a joke, kind of not a joke. I was, I was just kind of exploring the idea of, because I was like, I just want to find the way that works 
just like in business when something doesn't work when one strategy doesn't work then you try all the strategies in the world you know and I feel like in love I've done the same and I've been lucky enough to have some really good friends um shout out to Shahad and Peyton that really helped me accountable to my deepest desire that was to walk the path of true love and every time I had a stupid crush on a stupid guy and I was lost in that thoughts of like oh my god am I good enough is he gonna like me and you know I should not answer to that text and should I go on that date and what should I say to him and oh my god today he made me a compliment and oh my god tomorrow I'm gonna say that to him and all of that when I was lost in all of that craziness, when I was doubting myself, when I was overthinking, when I was lost in like, oh my God, maybe he's the one. Because I wanted to convince myself that this guy was the one when I knew deep down it wasn't at all. And I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel the spark, the real spark. It just felt some kind of attraction, some kind of desperation. And my friends were holding me to be brave in love. And both of my two friends that I just mentioned, they held such a divine space for me where every single time they were like, Lika, remember. And I've been so lucky to have like kind of accountability buddies on that journey, but also to have myself, to always come back to that commitment I've made to myself, which is to not betray myself anymore ever again, just for the sake of being with someone. Like, what the fuck? No. And to truly love myself and respect myself as much as I can every day with, you know, with the energy, the capacity that I have, it's, it, it's very fluctuate, fluctuant, it fluctuates, <laughs> it varies and fluctuates a lot. Some days I really love and respect and honor myself and other days it's harder and I feel very insecure and it's, it's more difficult, but with all the capacity I had every single day, I wanted to stay on that path and hold on to a vision only me can see. Because a lot of people have a lot of ideas and I was listening to so many relationship experts that were saying advice that I will not, like I, I do not resonate with them anymore. I do not resonate at all with what they were sharing and what they still share and I listened to that because I felt desperate I'm like oh my god maybe they're right about relationships and stuff no I constantly had to come back to my vision to what I wanted to my biggest desire in my heart and I'm so glad I've done it I'm so glad I was brave and courageous on this journey because trust me when it's not happening for you and when you're praying every new moon every full moon to make little papers about your soulmate and you're making tons of journaling prompts and and stuff you know <laughs> meditations and hypnosis and talking about it and writing poetry about it and just just being so deep into that work and nothing seems to work and you're still single as fuck and your experiences in dating are not great <sighs> sometimes you want to give up sometimes you want to convince yourself that this guy you're having a little crush on is the one you've been looking for um even if the guy is like a married guy with kids and 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 it's a crazy situation and he's actually a fuck boy and, and whatnot and someone that just doesn't align with your values at all you still convince yourself like maybe 
maybe he's the one I've been looking for. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's it's funny. Looking back, it's funny. Looking back to exploring this journey with my friends that were on a similar journey it was funny. We, we laugh. But all the dudes we thought were the ones or we tried to be like, oh my God, he could be. And, and then we realized like, fuck no. What was I even thinking? So... I've been so lucky to have those friends holding me and being brave. And they also helped me in the beginning and the early stages of my relationship with my current partner because I freaked out. But okay, I burned some steps right now. We need to backtrack a little bit on how we met. My God, Lika, are you going to tell us the story? Yes, I am. So I was at the gym. Okay. And... I am struggling to, I'm struggling with the machine. I'm struggling to have the cable thing going up and whatnot. And this guy came in and he was like, do you want my help? And again, I've been doing so much inner work on, you know, receiving help, being open, learning about the masculine, masculine, feminine polarities and knowing that men love to help. And I get to be a woman that receive help and that men love to provide and and all all of that I've been exploring so deep. So when the guys are you know asking if he can help, I'm like, oh, this is my chance to practice receiving. Because the past version of me, I would be like the strong independent bitch and would be like, no, I'm good, thank you. Uh, like I can do it by myself, <laughs> kind of girl. But this time I was like, yes, please. And it was just so nice. And he, you know, created a sense of safety with this guy who was very nice. And we, we were seeing each other at the gym. We were saying hi and stuff because my gym is super small. It's a gym from a small town. And so we were already saying hi and, you know, big smiles and waving at each other every time we saw each other. And this time, that was the first time we got like a real interaction. And then I was doing some stretches. And usually I had some people I knew that will give me adjustment and assist, uh, assist me with my stretches, some of my stretches. But this day, there were no one around that I knew. But this guy already helped me. So I thought to myself, well, it, he helped me one. I'm sure he will be happy to help me twice. And so I came to him and I was like, hey, can I actually ask for your help again? And um, would you help me with the stretches? Oh so hot and I was doing a shoulder stretch calm down it's not gonna turn into a porno on this <laughs> into a porn movie on this um podcast but um yeah and so I'm you know he he grabs my wrist in the most gentle loving way possible like the way he touched me looking back like his touch did something to me and I remember thinking like oh my god and so, I don't know, we started conversation and, you know, it was really nice. And the next day, um, we talked some more. We talked more than we actually trained at the gym because we were going at the same hours and the gym was pretty empty at the time. So it was just chatting and, you know, <laughs> making jokes and everything. And we had this one private joke about a yoga pose and flamingos and whatnot and I don't know how but the guy was smooth enough <laughs> to get my number in this way you know he was like okay like 
I made a joke about going into the forest and, you know, doing some crazy things in the forest. <laughs> yeah, the, the things I do, the thing, the things people think I'm laughing about and I'm making jokes, but I'm actually super serious. And I also want to see how weird they are and how they can follow the craziness that is present within me and how they react to it. And he was on board. He was like, yeah, let's go in the forest, do some hiking and, and praying and, you know, doing all the kind of weird rituals in the forest. Ha 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 ha. He got my number and, the, you know, we've made some jokes about flamingos and we were asking some kind of information about flamingos. And the guy texts me <laughs> like all the infos about flamingos and I'm laughing so much I'm like oh my god he actually looked that up and I thought it was just fun and playful and super nice and we started talking and he invited me on our first date at the beach and it was perfect I mean it was so perfect I don't know how much details I actually want to give in this podcast because I don't really want this podcast to be a three hour three hours long podcast but I also really wanted to tell the story but I don't know how much detail I want to share because I also love to have a little privacy and a little <laughs> secrets. But anyway, um, I everything felt so natural. Everything flowed so easily. And it's just so beautiful. And so we grabbed a picnic. So we went to the grocery shopping to get some food. And I remember this feeling, you know, usually this kind of situation happened before when you're on a date and you're going to find some food together and it's kind of an awkward moment because you don't know the person and if you're like me and you're Libra you're not able to make any <laughs> sort of decisions because you're so indecisive especially when it comes to food and you're like oh what do you want and then the other person's like oh I don't know what do you want and I don't know with him we were just so comfortable in the grocery shop we were making so many jokes and we just had a feeling we just had such a good connection already and I remember having this one thought it was just like it came and went right away of like this could be our life this could be us doing grocery shopping every week you know for a lifetime or that's something we're going to reproduce in in the future and then this thought just it was just a spark it was just a a glimpse it was super like fast and then he went away and I, I I I was back to the present moment with him and then we drove to this wild beach the whole ride was so much fun and I felt so at so at ease with him and it was so different from all the dating experience I had because I was I didn't really know it was a date, to be honest. I just thought I just made a new friend and it was great. Um, and I missed so many details of that day because it was such a great day. But um, <laughs> I knew he was the one when... So we met at the gym that one day before we went grocery shopping for a picnic and then went to the beach because that's where we met, you know, at the gym. And <laughs> I remember we showered there and... After the shower, I knew he was the one because he dried his flip-flop, flip-flops, flip-flop, flip-flops out of his back. And they were the same as me. We had the same flip-flops. And I knew, I was like, oh my God, he's my soulmate. No, I'm joking. I mean, I'm not joking, but I am. 
Um, at the time, I didn't know. And we are on the beach, and it's only us, and it's those big, like, you don't see anything else but the beach, and it's so wide, and then you have to walk through the forest to get there. I mean, it's, it's such a nice, special place. And... I was just so curious about him. And that was the first time that I was just genuinely fully interested in getting to know a man for who he was. And I didn't have any agenda or thinking or thoughts about my list and whether he fits my list, whether we're going to have something together, whether I should behave like this or this, or is he going to think this because I'm like this or because I'm wearing that or because I'm doing this or because I'm saying that. I was just my full authentic self and I was genuinely interested in his full authentic self as well. I was in such a receptive state of like show me who you are and full on curiosity. I was just so curious about this guy. It was like show me who you are. This is so interesting. You're so different than I am and you're not the kind of people that you know I I don't know he was just different. And I remember it was really windy and I brought some pillows at the beach. This is a life hack. Life hack by Lika. Bring your pillows to the beach. This is the best thing you can do to yourself just to get comfy on the beach. Um, and I had one for me and one for him because I'm so cute like that. And <laughs> smooth again. He just like grabbed my arm as he was lying on his pillow and I was like... <gasps> physical touch contact with a man and I remember my heart beating so fast some backstory as well having had experience a sexual assault month prior to that not 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 a year but a little under a year um you know knowing my boundaries physically knowing my boundaries in dating was something that I was also deeply exploring because Uh, I remembered all the times where I was not ready for a kiss or I was not ready for sex, but I kind of went along with it because they wanted it and I didn't have a sense of what I want and what I need and boundaries and what I feel comfortable with. And I kind of like forced or pushed myself into physical interactions way before I was ready. And I really didn't want to reproduce any of those mistakes. So I was very, very, very attentive of what felt good for me and what didn't. And I remembered because it was so windy and we had all this sand in our faces and everywhere. Um, he Then later that day, he grabbed me and, and hugged me. And that was such a nice, beautiful moment. And you know what? Girl, take a picture when you go on first dates then you can remove them if that never because we have that picture of that very first day the very first time he spooned me he was the big spoon he was behind me and I took a little video and a photo or I think I just had a video and then I screenshot it and I printed it and that's behind it's it's on our uh come on Nika catch your breath It's on our side table, little side table in the in the bedroom. It's just next. And we can see this picture every day. And I also took a picture the day he asked me to move in. Okay, I'm spoiling all the story, but you know I'm ha happy and in love. So 
<laughs> and tag pictures because it's so nice to have pictures of that because we do have a pictures of that very first time he hugs me and I remember my heart beating fast and stuff but I felt everything was still like feeling very natural and I didn't freak out when I used to freak out in dates and stuff and act all weird and try to act detached and not interested as much and I was just myself I was not thinking about anything further than this one moment but I remember I was feeling okay with the hug but I was like it's too soon to kiss I don't want to kiss because I kind of feel like he wanted to and I was like Lika you need to be strong if if he ever wants to kiss you right now you need to hold your boundaries you need to you know just be myself and be nice and be polite and stuff and but also respect my body respect my limits and really honor myself so but he didn't he didn't quite try it I mean I think so I mean we didn't kiss that time and then but the night was not over then we went into his car and we drove and we had the music and the sunset and it was just so romantic it was so amazing it was so good and then we <laughs> then we just didn't want to part we just wanted to stay together so we went on a different walk along a different um, beach but it was not the beach anymore it was just like rocks and stuff it was kind of a cliff and we found this beautiful bench and we stayed there and you know one thing leading to another that's when we kissed for the first time and I don't know, what, what What I wanted was kind of like, oh my God, this is love at the first sight. And I know he's my soulmate and stuff. And that's not what I felt, you know? I was, I was like, like that felt nice and natural. And we were so in the flow and it was fun and it was playful. But I also was like, huh, like, it's, it's not like love at the first sight right away. And then we had our second date and I was the happiest girl on earth it was so good he took me to the movie to see Barbie at the time and it was so nice and then we went to our first restaurant together and we had those long extended talks in the car until very late and kissing and it became a little steamy in the car and we had multiple dates like that and you know he asked me multiple times to come to his place and I've always said like no I really honor my regionals at night and I love to be on my own so I really listened to myself and my boundaries and I expressed my desires and my needs something that was completely new to me as well you know when when that day to go to the movie I was like you know what that will feel so good for me like I would love for him to pick me up and that may sound so easy for some people to do but I've never asked for my need I'm like no no worries we will meet there like what time and stuff and this time I was like that will be so sexy and he might not offer it by himself but I'm gonna ask for what I want asking for my desires asking for what I want was such a great initiation that I had to practice for years until I can be at a point where I'm dating this new guy and I'm asking for exactly what I want so he picked me up that was so good and I'm so glad I did 
because it was such a different experience because I wanted to experience being led by a man and surrendering and asking for my needs and receiving. It was so good. So good. And, you know, again, like respecting my boundaries and what I really wanted to do and not just, you know, because after my sexual assault, I've said this one thing to my roommate at the time. I said to her, I remember it was like a few days after I came onto her bed and I told her I will never have sex again. Like literally, I'm never going to have sex again. And then a thought, I was like, or maybe eventually the next time I have sex is with my husband and the father of my babies. And that's the only way I'm going to have sex again. And that's crazy because he was the only person after my sexual assault and hopefully the last person ever. (laughs) Um, That's what my my heart desires right now. And I wanted this first sexual experience to be so special because I would not open my sexuality to anyone else but my future husband. And, you know, it happened very naturally. And again, it flowed so easily. And I feel like because on our first dates, we didn't go through the whole bullshit you always go through. Because I've been preparing myself for this relationship for three years prior to that. So when I actually met him, it was like, it was like we already been together three years. We've talked about all the things, the deep core things that you need to know about a partner without even having this agenda of like, oh my God, we need to talk about those things because we need to figure it out if we're compatible, if we're going to have a future together. It was not like that, but naturally we talked about all the deep things, our deepest values, what we wanted out of life, how we saw like a family life after that. And I cannot wait to actually have and record a podcast with him. He said maybe one day he will do it. And to share how we met from his perspective as well and what he felt. I think that could be so cool to have that on the podcast and also to have his perspective. Also, he's one of the most amazing men on the planet. So I cannot wait for you to meet him. And he's so smart and he's so kind and he's so hot. (laughs) And he's just, you know, my God, my man. Love him. So I'm sure it would be so juicy, juicy to have his um, perspective on how we met and what he felt at the time. And because I was on that journey, he wasn't. So, you know, you can manifest love from any place you are. I was so committed to that, but he wasn't. He was just so open to life and he was on a quest for his soulmate. You know, he was just going with the flow, kind of. But Once we met, he was very committed, very fast. And as soon as we kissed, I was the only person he dated. And, and, you know, he was so committed early on. So that's actually the subject of today and what I wanted to share on this Valentine's Day. Like how hard it was for me in the early, early stages. Then everything went quite fast. We moved in together for a month after we met but it felt like we've been together forever. So the timing doesn't freaking matter. Um, but yeah, so when... Um, what, I was, what I was saying again? 
Okay, so I was talking about commitment and how he was committed before I was. And that's something that helped me so much feeling safe because of all those dating experiences where I kind of lost myself, kind of felt hurt as well because the part that I didn't mention in the exploration of that dating life is like once I liked the guy and I was so scared of expressing how I felt because I wanted to play cool and be the strong independent woman and whatnot, But deep down, I really liked them. And most of the time, that attitude of, I don't really care about you and whatnot, and I'm super detached, is not very attractive to a man and to, for a long-time partner. So what tends to happen is that I ended up being ghosted or treated really poorly and... You know, it was just painful. Honestly, the number of time of guy who disappeared on me, <laughs> it was just really painful. Being ghosted is really painful. But anyway, I was on, you know, I, I, I was in a state where when I first met my partner, I, I felt a bit unsafe to commit. And... You know, I felt so scary because I was so afraid of a pattern to repeat itself. I was so afraid to actually like the guy. And once I like him for good and once I'm locked in, he disappears on me. So it was really difficult to feel committed at first. And I also was so scared of repeating stuff that I didn't want in relationships anymore. So it was super cautious but almost too much but again everything went quite fast so that felt like ages sorry that felt like ages because I went deep into those things but something I love to share with people is that on that path of true love everything that isn't true love is going to come up to the surface and so early on especially after our first sexual connection I freaked out I freaked out because I was like this is it this is it this is the time he's gonna break up with me it's the time he's gonna go we were not actually even like official official boyfriend and girlfriend at the time and I still had all those programming and conditioning in my head that I should still be cool you know and not be too needy and stuff but I worked so hard on myself to express my true needs and desires And when I needed more connection, when I needed reassurance, when I needed comfort, when I needed safety, I would ask for it. Most of the time, he would deliver without even me asking. And I worked so hard also on not criticizing him or emasculating him or, you know, making assumptions about him that he was a fuckboy, that he was an asshole that he was such a bad guy like every time something would go a bit bad between us like nothing went like really bad between us but every time I would be a little upset or just a little you know I didn't fully understand I would just get curious where he is coming from and I could really put myself in his shoes and it was a dance that we had to practice the two of us, you know, putting each other in each other's shoes. 
because we are both very independent individuals and we both didn't want to repeat past mistakes because we wanted this partnership to be real good. So long story long, long story short, we fell really in love with each other, but that's a love that was so grounded. We had such strong foundations to our love. It was not just like, you know, those crazy feelings of you have a crush on someone, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, he just texted me. Oh my God, he's so cute. Oh my God, this date is so good. That's the feelings I used to have, you know, those very high pitch, oh my God, oh my God. This excitement that you tell your best friends and you're like, oh my God, this is so good. We had a more chill stuff like, oh my God, this is so good. And that's a different vibration. That's a different energy because that was so good. But we also worked on some deep shit right away. And, you know, when everyone was saying like, oh my God, you don't know yet because it's the beginning and it's your honeymoon phase and whatnot. I was like, fuck off. We didn't had honeymoon phase in the beginning at all like the honeymoon is you know now I mean it's like I don't know I feel like in the beginning the early stages we faced our shit and we faced what was blockages to the greatest love story of all time we didn't have that and I'm so glad we didn't I didn't care about the honeymoon phase the honeymoon phase comes from all those chemicals in your brain from a new connection and the excitement and crushing on someone. I didn't want that because that never lasts. And I wanted something that lasts and I wanted something so real. I didn't want just a bunch of chemicals, you know, in my brain that will make me feel good for three months and then wear off and and find this person like horrible and I actually don't really like them. So I'm glad we didn't have that honeymoon phase and I'm glad we built this love with a lot of those feelings and excitement and joy and amazing dates and so much fun, so much playfulness, so much connection, but also some real stuff and with our hearts, but also our mind. And that is just so great. That is just so great. But something that helped me commit and it's, two things. The first thing, I've always been super open and straightforward with him. I've always been my full authentic self. I didn't hide any information from him. I was like, I'm going to be my whole entire self in all my aspects and all the spectrums and all my truth and all my past and really be a hundred percent transparent. And that was the first time that I approached dating in this way, where I didn't want to hide anything or tell the story a certain way so that I'm, you know, a bit, you know, I present myself in a better way and stuff. Because I was like, at some point, he will find out who I truly am. That's why we call it the honeymoon phase as well. It's those chemicals in our, in our brains, but it's also you present yourself in your best, you know, on your best behavior. You just present the best part of yourself, but it's not something you can hold forever. You cannot hold the mask of greatness for three more than three months or, or six months or however long is the honeymoon phase but usually it's about three months is that right I don't know <laughs> just just making that up um I feel like it's you know when I think about the past and my own experiences and what I hear and what I see online and what I see in my friends and everything I feel like it's about three months you, you cannot hold 
a fake personality for more than three months, maybe six max. But then your true self is going to come through. So I showed my true self, my true self from the early stages, and he did the same. So, you know, we just learned about each other in the most real way possible, and that was so good. And I'm so glad that we didn't have that whole excitement and you're just lost in feelings and and stuff because we've built something so much stronger with strong foundations. And the more we grow together, the more we co-create, the more it's becoming a honeymoon phase, the, the greater the relationship is. It keeps on growing every day. And every day we're kind of amazed of like, is it possible that I love him more than yesterday? And every day you think, okay, I cannot possibly love him more than what I do today. And somehow you do. That's crazy. That's so amazing. And it doesn't mean you love them fully, entirely, every day. I mean, you do. But sometimes, as I said, it's not perfect. You're going to have conflicts. You're going to have, especially if you live with someone, we live together. Best, best thing in the world. I thought that I would have to buy a house next to my husband. That's, that's where I was in life, about living situation. Um, I had many roommate situation going wrong. I you know, didn't enjoy living with partners in the past that always led to codependent patterns and forgetting about myself and them forgetting about themselves and compromising. Like I wanted to do my yoga and read and they wanted to play video games or watch a soccer game or whatnot. And we had to compromise just to spend time together and to be together. And we, I don't know, watched Netflix when that's not what our hearts desired. So we had this boring lifestyle filled with shitty compromises. And I didn't want that, you know? I want that when we meet together and we spend time together, it's genuine quality time together. Even if it's to watch Netflix, you know, if I want to watch a movie, it's, it has to be a genuine desire, like, let's watch a movie together, and we actually want to do it. We don't do it because, well, I want to do something else, and you want to do something else, but we kind of feel forced to spend time together, because we live together, so, and it's hard to express our desires and boundaries, so let's do it, you know, and because we both have people-pleaser tendencies, uh, so... Anyway, that's not something I wanted anymore. And I'm so glad that I've done enough work on myself that I don't repeat that. But that's the thing, like living with people made me most of the time forget about myself or feel like I was lacking freedom. I felt like either I'm dependent and I am becoming more like them instead of becoming more like me. I start dressing up like them or I mean... It was especially true when I was dating a woman. But, um, you know, I was changing my personalities and my interests. I was changing who I am at my core, how I dress, how I talk, what are my, my hobbies and everything. And I was spending less and less time with me. And I would just, you know, forget about myself, really. And sort of self-abandon. I was abandoning myself. A lot of times or they would be so dependent on me and I felt suffocating because they couldn't do anything without me I had to be there all the time I had they they couldn't live without my opinions and what I thought and 
and I had to be there for everything and we had to constantly be together and that was very suffocating. And so I really thought that the only option for me to be happy in my life would be to never share a house with someone. And believe me when I say, when he asked me to move in, I was so happy, but still scared. And it was hard for me to, you know, see it. And oh my God, this is the best thing that ever happened to us. Living with him is the best thing. We are just so compatible in the way we live together. And you know, when I was younger and people were telling me like, oh, you don't have that in your relationship yet because he's not the one or you haven't met the right person yet. And I didn't, you know, I felt like love was about compromises that I had to give up on some of my dreams in relationships because you know, I couldn't have all of my desires fulfilled and bullshit. (laughs) Then I understand what they mean when you find the right person. And it's not because it's the right person. Like my partner, he's, he's just a human being, you know, it's who I became and who he became and what we are consciously with devotion, practice, love and kindness and care co-creating every single day. That's what makes a relationship right. And I think being true to yourself is the key to true love. But to come back to commitment, because I kind of want to talk about that, because it was a hard piece for me. And again, he made me feel so safe. Because he knew and he was sure about us way before I did. So when I was doubting and I didn't know, and I was like, oh my God, is it going to last? Is it real? Is it going to be okay? Blah, blah, blah. He was, he always said he had a good feeling about me. He had his intuition telling him like, it's good. It's all good. And that made me feel so safe. And so two things that really helped me. The first one is always telling him when, when, you know, it was hard for me to commit and stuff. I've always openly shared about what I felt, no matter how hard it was. We talked about this recently on a date last Friday and he told me that was so brave of you to tell me that in in the early stages of our partnership you know to tell him to tell me that that you were not fully committed that was hard for you to commit and stuff in such an open way he was like that made me trust you more I think that's what he said um but he said like you were so brave because that must have been so hard for you to say And I wanted it that way, you know, fully open, transparent communication. And then the second thing is feeling so safe and realizing that commitment is not taking my freedom away. It's giving me more freedom. The more we committed to each other, and now we're so deeply committed, (laughs) um, the more I could open myself up. Commitment create the depth and the security and the safety we need in order to fully open to receive love. That was at least the case for me. The more we committed to each other, the more I could drop the armor around my heart and let myself fall in love with him. And it's something, you know, exploring the depth of a relationship. You cannot go that deep if you don't have commitment. You cannot go that deep if it's something you're seeing and just going with the flow and you see where it leads and you don't really know. Like you cannot have depth of intimacy and connection if you don't have the safety of commitment. And also commitment is a great, great power because you're going to face some shit. We had 
very important conflicts that it was you know hard to navigate but we are so proud of each other for how we navigated it and I feel like we navigated it in such a beautiful graceful way sometimes a very messy ugly way too because of our commitment for each other and I knew I wanted to see what it felt like in my body to not have my runner because yes I experienced some codependent patterns but I also have such a strong runner in me and my friend Peyton she calls it the dramatic retreat I had my dramatic retreat so many times where I just wanted to run away and finish with the relationship and I was okay ciao bye like you know this lack of commitment of like if something goes wrong I need to leave this is something you might have to experience for yourself because for me being mostly codependent in some relationships and not being able to leave. I remember when I was 16, I think 16 years old, being in a relationship with a violent man who was physically abusive and emotionally abusive and all the things and and not being able to leave. And I've said, you know, I've said like a man that even just like raise his hand, I will I would fucking go. There is no fucking way I'm staying with him. And yet this man was, you know, daily, not daily, but like regularly physically abusive and violent with me. And I stayed. I couldn't leave the partnership. I was kind of addicted or something. In many instances in my life where I couldn't go. I felt stuck. I couldn't break up. I couldn't say no. I couldn't finish things up. So I I had developed this coping mechanism now to not repeat that, to know that I can leave at any time if I want to, if I need to, if you know I need to respect myself and love myself so much that I'm not staying in a relationship. Even the relationship prior to this one, I had the gut feeling after it, maybe a month or two, I had the gut feeling like, leave this relationship. You will never be happy in this relationship. Just the gut feeling of it's never going to work and it's painful and it's uncomfortable. And, it's, you know, and I stayed over a year after that. So really, I developed that thing, this running away as a way to protect myself, as a way to know that I can leave anytime. The thing is... <laughs> then you meet someone really good and, you know, the right partner, but you still have those, this way of protecting yourself when you get scared and when you get hurt and when you're hurt and you're like, oh my God, how do I protect myself? Then I want to run away. And that was really difficult for me to navigate. And it's still something that we're working on, you know, this desire to run away. And in the beginning, I would like physically run away, you know, I would take my car and leave. Now I practice the, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, I need a moment. I'm going to go. And, you know, sometimes you need that breather. Sometimes you need that space. You need to go to the beach or to a place you love and just, you know, be in nature and have some spaciousness around you so that you can like breathe. Um, but as much as I can now, I'm trying to stay physically present and to stay with that enormous discomfort and anger and pain and hurt. And, you know, when you're in conflict and you have all those uncomfortable feelings and you just want to do something with it 
And also this movement is a way to release that energy, to move that energy around. And I'm trying to be like, okay, sit with it. No matter how uncomfortable it is, just sit with it. Um, And it's a beautiful thing to work through your own shit with a loving partner that will help you work on the things you want to work on. That has to be reciprocal, right? That's not like... (laughs) Because your partner is not your therapist and you're not the therapist or the rescuer, you know. Um, the savior to your partner that's not how it works I don't think it's healthy anyway um what I wanted to share about commitment is that it's been hard for me in the beginning I had a lot of dramatic retreats and simultaneously I wanted to see because when I heard people in those circles of polarities and meeting your soulmate and relationship advice and feminine versus masculine and blah 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 they were talking about commitment in a way that felt very appealing to me. I was like, I want that. I want to taste a little of that. Because I never, you know, I felt so in love. But I always felt in love, like from my feelings and my emotions. So I was kind of hooked into a person because I was so in love and kind of blinded too. That's why I stayed in many relationships when I should have left. And I left relationships also way sooner than I should have. So I experienced the whole spectrum. And, you know, this commitment they were talking about, what it takes when deep down within your soul and your being, you're so committed to this love, which means that you're going to face obstacles, you're going to face resistance, you're going to face some shit. And also, you're going to be exposed able sorry you're gonna be able to experience the deepest most amazing sexual life the most amazing deep intimacy and the deepest most amazing connection like real human connection soul-to-soul connection with someone because you are so committed i was like i want some of that it sounds so good give me some of that so (laughs) i wanted that and i've seen in myself that feeling of commitment, what it felt like. And my partner was amazing because he was such a safe space for me to be able to commit to him fully. And it happened over time and I had to make those commitments again and again and again to also provide the safety for him because my dramatic retreat was a threat to him. It was very scary for him that he could lose me at any point and just open his heart to a woman that could just leave. And you know history the past and stuff i have a history of when i leave i literally change my name and go to another country you know it's, it's not like we're gonna be able to work through our shit and talk it like it's like i disappear i disappear like literally i disappear and i never really do it on purpose i mean it's always like you know if i have a breakup or something i'm usually feeling inspired to move to a different country or something like that i don't know but he was so scared, you know, and I wanted to provide for him the safety he was providing for me emotionally because I could feel so at ease to open myself up to, you know, to sex again, to opening my heart, the most vulnerable aspect of my heart and to let myself be attached to someone, not in a unhealthy way of like I'm so attached to him that I'm gonna die if something happens and I'm not gonna exist anymore like I can stay grounded in myself in my individual self 
but also letting myself rely on someone and truly care for him. And I remember in the beginning texting, voice messaging my best friends and being like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. This is it. This is too late. And I freaked out and I was freaking out because I'm like, this is too late. I already like the guy. So no matter if I retreat right now, if I break up with him right now, I would suffer. I would have pain in my heart. And that scared me. The idea of being hurt again in love was so scary to me. But then I liked him already and I was like, I'm fucked. I'm stuck. And that was such a beautiful journey, you know, and now I can laugh about it because I feel like I moved past that so much. But I hope my story was kind of inspiring to you to know that no matter where you are in the spectrum, it's okay. And you're, as long as you're learning and growing and evolving through your patterns, as long as you're desiring something better for yourself and you're trying to be a better person too, then it's all good. Let yourself explore all those facets, all of those sides of dating, love, relationships, how you relate to yourself, to your body, to your sexuality. How do you relate to other people? How do you feel more compassion? How do you heal your relationship with men? Big part of my story, you know, big part of something I love to share. I had to do so much healing to see the good in men and to bring out the best in men as well. I've never acted with my current partner with any man in my life. I've always emasculating them. It's my S. Um, I was belittled. Be, oh my God, I cannot talk anymore. I think it's time for this podcast to end. But I was emascul- emasculating them. I was criticizing them. I was judging them. I was making them feel small. I was controlling them. I was not able to surrender. All of that very unconsciously. I'm t- not telling you I was doing that like a mean girl or anything. And I've always felt like they were not trustworthy and I could never trust them and that they were stupid and they were fuckboys and they were super selfish and they will fuck up. They will always fuck up. And I had so much healing to do and I love to share about that because my God, loving men is the best thing. All of my relationship with men and when I see it now, when I see it everywhere, because it's everywhere, the hate on men is so real. I've talked about this in this podcast, but why I'm no longer a feminist and stuff. Because the hate on men is so real and so present and so boring. I want to love men. I want to love women. I want to love every human being that are just trying their best and that are just very different in the way they work. Anyway, I think it's time to wrap up this episode by just inviting you to, if that's something that is that it's appealing to you and I feel like this podcast, like I hope, my hopes are that this podcast is um, appealing to you to explore commitment. I've talked many times about polyamory and being free in love and all this freedom and all those ways of relating and now I kind of changed my mind and want to invite you to explore that within yourself. That feels so good to commit to one person. The places the places you can go when you know you're fully committed to someone and that takes time also trust is earned you know so you can't it's okay not to trust someone in the first stages of a relationship it's actually healthy you need to kind of test their trust it's not actual test because that 
would maybe not be so healthy. But again, it's earned. Someone needs to earn your trust and you need you know, to earn their trust as well. It's not just something that should happen because you like each other. I will probably do a part two because there are still so many things to say, but I'm completely out of breath. I need water and I don't have water on my desk and I'm just tired and I need to stop this episode right now. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Remember that on my website, I have two online programs. Oh no, at the moment I just have one, but I have one in the making. Okay, I have Soft and Surrendered that will help you do just that. Softening and surrendering, dropping the armor around your heart, Um, you know, with yourself, tapping into your feminine energy. Manifesting love might be a result of taking this program, but that's not the core of the program, of course. That was my own journey. And um, and I'm in the process of releasing Bye Bye People Pleaser, which is a course to say bye bye to your people pleaser and live more authentically, truly love yourself and cultivate boundaries. It's, you know, <laughs> came out of seeing the people I love in my life being such deep people pleaser. And I've done so much work on that myself and that has been the most empowering liberating thing ever to not be a people pleaser anymore to do what feels right for me to never say yes when I mean no to respect my boundaries to truly honor and value myself and I wanted a quick not quick but an easy step-by-step method that you could follow and eradicate those tendencies like first understand them and really do the work so that you liberate yourself from them. That's why I created Bye Bye People Pleaser. So you're inter- if you're interested in that, you can wait patience, patiently until it's fully released publicly. Enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was so fun to record. And I send you so much love.